one shot, one shot, one opportunity to bomb it like you've always wanted. In one moment, one moment, would you hit driver or just lay up? His grips are sweaty, breeze weak, hazards heavy. There's ketchup on his polo already, vodka in the Yeti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting to keep his head down. His group goes so loud, he knows his next move, but his miss freaks him out. He's choking up how everybody's laughing now. The boy's howling, clubs up loud. Snaps back to the left again. Oh, there's a penalty. Oh, reload. Welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast with your hosts, Matt Smith and Jerry Lou. the worst i mean coming off a vacation christmas this time of year it's to me i don't want to sound like a piece of shit but fuck it i don't have i'm broke now and the weather's crap and people aren't hiring caddies and i have my boy steve up in portland uh he's supposed to come down wednesday and him and his friends bailed so then i got assigned a loop today and tomorrow just randomly show up to work and their the loops are canceled and, and and this has happened to me before i guess evidently some people will just won't show up at the resort like won't check in nothing but it won't matriculate down through the system to find out if they have caddies or not so it still stays on our schedule and i drive almost 30 minutes to get to work and you know i can bitch about the shitty conditions but <clears throat> whatever i ain't got no cash man i'm broke i'm like mr t i'm just looking for work <laughs> i don't understand that reference i'm not a huge mr t guy oh it was um one of his sound bites they used a lot uh on the internet for a lot of cartoons was um uh I'm just looking for work. Stop your jibber jabber. Like that was just, <laughs> like, I think he, he wasn't as bad as MC hammer. I think in terms of the um, squandering the money away uh, or whatever, or, or like that type of successful. But I mean, I think he was pretty famous for having like a 10 to 15 year drought where it was like almost like Gary Cole or where he was Goldman, where it was just like, uh, yeah, he's a famous actor, but it's like, he's looking for work. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Bad investments, whatever. But how was your Christmas or holiday or whatever you all call it up there in what I like to call America's hat, Canada? Uh, yeah, it was good. Nice and relaxing. Um, just headed back to my parents. Got back yesterday. So spent like four days there. Um, the, the little guy's first Christmas. So he was he was spoiled. A couple new jackets and some toys oh. and stuff. So, so yeah. Uh, no, good. Good and relaxing. Just, uh, and I have this week off of work. We're recording on what feels like a Monday, but it is a is today, Tuesday. I don't even know what day Tuesday. it is. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. We were, uh, we recorded on a Sunday and then mm-hmm. we took, uh, seven or eight days off for holiday. And then, mm-hmm. uh, here we are. <clears throat> do Canadians yeah. call it holiday like, like Brits do, or is it just, it's just Christmas or vacation or what? Uh, it depends if you're a member of cancel culture or not. Um, what? People say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Yeah. We, we call oh, it the no. holiday season. I'm sorry. All right. Let me let me let me distill this down a bit. You know how when the Brits go on a vacation, they call it, oh, we went on holiday. Do you oh, do Canadians no. call, call it going on holiday? I call it, we call it going on vacation. Okay. I'm sorry. So, that was, so that was I'm, no, overarchingly, that was my question. So I... I should I should kind of rein that in as well. Is what we? It's almost like the word holiday is preserved for like work. Like oh, like are you taking holidays off of work or like vacation? Like they kind of go hand in hand when it comes to work. Like oh, how many holidays do you have left? That I, I guess that's what we could say like at work. But then but then like I guess like 
yeah how was your vacation yeah we call it vacation Okay. I just, I, there's a lot of British isms out there I, I, I enjoy. And one of them's like, on a holiday. <laughs> we Br- went on a Br- holiday. We got some British isms around here, yeah? Oh no my God, that no. That was like three things mashed together. It was like, the, the closest thing to British was you had Cockney in there, but like, you you had like a like Southern woman or something mashed in there too, like from the, the American South. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, I, it takes me a long time to kind of get into the accents. I got to really focus. So oh. yeah, we'll disregard that one. Well, by, by really focus, you mean drink. I get it. So um, anyways, this isn't, do you think, I, I don't, I don't want to call this like the bona fide end of the year show, even though it will be our last show of 2021. Um, oh my God. It is so cold in my office now. You can see I'm wearing a beanie. I can see my breath. I can Come actually on. see my breath in my goddamn house. It got That's so insane. cold. You're walking gone. Uh, oh, we're, I'm okay. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm just that happened to things. me a couple of years ago. Actually, I was coaching at a hockey tournament, and my thermostat died. Like its battery, like I, like I, it wasn't hardwired. So I came home. And it had died and it was like minus 15 that entire weekend. So I came home and the inside of the house is in the fifties. So it was freaking cold. Okay. That's sorry. I thought I was just tripping balls for a second, but no, it's just that cold because I'm that poor folks. I need money. Send your money. Please send your money. All right. Uh, I figured we could do kind of like a, a 2021 wrap up show and we can kind of uh, blend it into a, what we expect of uh, 2022, or we can just save that for next, uh, next episode. But here on the bomb squad podcast, uh, I was going over your tweet again. And um, a lot of your talking points that you uh, shared uh, tend to be um, reflecting on all the best moments of the year. So that being said, I, uh, I'll just go down the list that you got here. Uh, but you said major moment of the year, but you put quotations around major. What does that mean? Like, um, so you're, you know, I, we definitely have a few things to maybe talk about. Um, so there, there might be some, some podium winners as well, but, uh, I wanted to maybe just chat quickly about your major moment of the year. So, so moment, uh, from golf, uh, that it happened at one of the majors, including, um, this year was a Ryder cup year, uh, due to the pandemic yes. 2021 mm-hmm. was host of the 2020, uh, Ryder cup and the 2020 olympics uh so yeah i just wanted to maybe touch uh on maybe our favorite moment that happened at a major this year well gosh i mean i have to go back and really remember i i mean to think of a specific event i i have to go back and subdivide by thinking of who won each major and um you know Phil winning his PJ championship was pretty cool, but there was not too many moments that stood out from that. I mean, save for like his hole out from the bunker, but I kind of looked at it like, well, he had no choice. If he didn't hold that sucker out, he was toast. I mean, mm-hmm. and he knew. But um, I definitely like uh, it's well, I mean, that's favorite mo- that could tie into favorite moment. Well, I could tie into a couple of these, but I mean, Hideki's caddy at the end of uh, at the end of uh, the Masters tournament when he. When he uh, when he just got up from his seat and he bowed, mm-hmm. uh, of amongst our dozens of uh, dozens of uh, listeners, hopefully they got that. It's always sunny reference. What if I just stand up and bow? Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, who won the U.S. Open again? It was John. Yeah, and then we had Morikawa winning the Open Championship. So I mean, 
we had some what i i can't really say at a moment but moreover it's just that we had a really really great year of really great champions that really didn't have something at least that i remember that's terribly pivotal or terribly like monumentous like especially when it comes to, like <clears throat> excuse me the rom and the morikawa majors like i don't remember any moments that stand out from that period i didn't and I try to think, I was like, you were watching that, weren't you? And then uh, ultimately, and then there's the Ryder Cup too, which is awesome, but I still can't think of too many. Like I can think of that one flop that Jordan Spieth hit where he almost ran backwards into the water. And I just thought like, big deal. If you'd see the shot, you can try it. Just know it's going to fly straight up in the air. Just do it. As long as, mm-hmm. as, long as you don't, you have at least, you can hit it 80 degrees up in the air. As long as you have that much clearance of the hill in front of you, you're fine. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so long as it's not going straight up vertically or something's hanging over you. Any shots possible. People don't realize. But what about you? Um, you know, it we were I, I definitely spoiled with uh with what happened and and maybe to jar your memory, John Rom did birdie the seventeenth and eighteenth holes with, with sliding putts. It was uh, it was when Louis it was in the middle we were all but all eyes were on Louis though. And then until John snuck up at the end. I mean, John yeah, wasn't the last one on the course. Correct. Um yeah, we, we definitely had uh, Hideki, you know, breaking through at the Masters and, and his and his caddy. Um, and I might save that moment for uh, a, a different question. But uh, my my major moment of the year, and you know, Morikawa definitely just put on a, a, a ball striking display in a clinic at the at the Open Championship, and it it wasn't his first major, so it didn't seem like you know the maybe the biggest news event of the year. Um, I think in the non-Tiger division, you know, with his, uh, obviously his crash and, and his uh, return last week uh, with his son, Charlie, I, I, my major moment is definitely, you know, I'm definitely not a Phil fanboy, but fa- Phil's performance. And, and what I will always remember is him walking up that 18th fairway. You know, I think he had a two-shot lead at the time, maybe even three shots, and, and he hits the middle of the green and, and the crowd. And, and, and that was our first kind of big, crowd of the year at the at the pga championship it was still limited fans at augusta um limited fans at many tournaments obviously the non-majors leading up um but the return of of fans and and that almost you know riot woodstock scene um around the 18th hole at kiowa is uh something i'll always remember for sure and then you know obviously the cherry on top is is phil being the oldest major champion um of, of all time at this time so that that was my major moment of the year yeah they're most certainly all the images and cool stuff that i appreciate the most came from phil's victory and i think after just like after hideki and phil i was just kind of spent from golf because i mean those both those bastards proved me ultimately wrong where i'm just like oh phil you're the 36 hole leader well that's cute see you later buddy excuse me man i got the i gotta stop drinking so much beer as i'm about to snap another one and then Hideki, I remember not so much you and I, mostly me, or at least if I didn't verbalize it, I know we've just, we've said it multiple times, but given all of Hideki's putting woes for whatever reason, uh, we were saying like, you think he's going to win at Augusta? <laughs> Next, please. I mean, come on. It's it, it, nobody's guilty or, or should be feel bad or shameful of saying that. I think it was kind of like saying like, oh, if the guy's blindfolded, is he going to pass the driving test? Like, or is it going to be a deterrent? Well, I'll give you three guesses. Uh, so. <laughs> Anywho, next on to the next one. Um, equipment story of the year. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Jog my memory a little bit on this because I uh, the equipment stories I can think of are mostly recent. 
mm-hmm. that would still qualify. But I mean, there are there is a couple that I'm dubious about. But what about you? What did you have in mind when you were thinking of equipment moments? Um, well, we had uh, obviously Bryson with his ongoing equipment. Um, you know, there's always something. Yes. Uh, if you'll can. if if you'll remember, I believe it was at the Open Championship where Bryson had commented, "Man, my driver sucks." Um, and then also, um, I believe it was the next day when Brooks was interviewed after, I think he was like low round of the day or something. He said, I love my driver. So there's, uh, always stuff like that. Uh, so Bryson, you know, went through a few drivers and obviously his, uh, um, race to, you know, 400 yards or 200 mile per hour ball speed on tour, whatever you want to call it. Um, you had, uh, John Rahm his first year with Callaway. Uh, you know, that he was the big free agent signing of yeah. 2021 uh, for him to have the success he did um, obviously was, it was great, but, you know, with um, you know, the free agency of, of Brooks Kepka and him continuing to roll my, my story is uh, my equipment story of the year is almost uh, not so much a, a single piece of equipment or a single event, but um, I would say f- not, not finally uh, they've been around for a long, long time. Um, but maybe the, 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 the grand stage emergence of Shrixon Cleveland golf, um, you know, winning with Hideki, uh, winning with Shane Lowry at the 2019, uh, open championship there in Ireland, of course, and then signing Brooks at the end of the year here, Brooks had been playing their ZX seven irons for the majority of the year, um, had been playing um, the Mizuno JPX line for years, winning all of his majors so far with them. Um, but for them to to finally get that huge free agent signing, um, you know, it's a gamble though. He's broken. He's a broken golfer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think he'll do just fine. I think he'll do just fine. But uh, you know, also listening to the TXG podcast, so world-renowned club fitters that are based out of uh, the Toronto area, obviously near us, they have a great equipment podcast and equipment YouTube channel. Um, and their most popular iron and, and kind of what they had the most success fitting throughout the year were these ZX4, ZX5, and ZX7 um, irons in, in combo sets, uh, straight-up sets, whatever it might be. So just, I would say, the overall success um, and emergence of Shrixon Cleveland, the brand, is is my equipment story of 2021 now wait a second you just said zed meaning z that's a british thing buddy <laughs> that, <laughs> that that's a canadian brilliant. thing that's a yeah it's a colonial thing that is colonial not, oh, thing. okay okay colonial i'll give you colonial but you were just <laughs> it's a canadian thing and not a british thing i'm like uh who was around first buddy i mean come on well well maybe we'll we'll create a poll after for our our listeners but doesn't it sound zx4 ZX5, ZX7, or ZX4, ZX5, ZX7. I like, I think Z kind of just flows better and sounds. I've heard Z better. more, but I could go either way. Tour Z, yeah, the Z star. It's, it's, like it's like having, it's like having, yeah, it's like having a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, just an accent or something. I mean, what mm-hmm. you do? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your equipment? Uh, other leaving out the sixty-four degree wedge um, stories, which definitely dominated the equipment stories on this podcast this year. What is your oh, equipment story of the year? I um, <clears throat> I was thinking about doing the Brooks Srixon thing just because I found it interesting because he was probably the most prominent, not brand loyal guy with a mixed set to do as well as he's done four majors, holler. Um, 
Well, aside from Rory, like, doing much better taking his wedge and turning it sideways and shoving it straight up his own ass, or arse, as you might call it in your colonial uh, places, I have a kind of, okay, I'm, I'm going to kind of try and throw a screwball in here uh, in back Doria, but um, I'm going to say uh, Patrick Reed wearing certain clothes to the point where that company had to come out and say, uh, no, uh, he is not one of our uh, our ambassadors. I mean... Like he goes I, out there. I like it. I like it. All G four, which is great stuff, and G four has to put out a statement saying, "Yeah, he, we do not sponsor Patrick Reed." It's just like Jesus. It's not like Patrick Reed went around saying he's with G four. He was just wearing their clothes because, like, I, I'll say it one more time, they make damn fine stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that was that was quite the story, eh? Because it's like people were coming out saying, "Oh, he's." Oh, because he had, I think that week, was that Tory Pines week that he ended up winning? It, it might have been, but I, I right, remember, before, right before. I remember like the first day he was wearing like a Travis Matthews shirt or pants or something. And everybody was like, oh, like Reed signed with Travis Matthew. Like, is he going to sign with Callaway as well? And then, yeah, good, good call. Because we never really know what's going on with Patrick Reed other than um, apparently, you know, maybe we can save this for, for, are, are looking forward to 2022 but uh there was a use golf facts um tweet over the holiday season it's the season that never ends it's the season of giving and uh leave it to justine and the gang to give us a little bit of fodder to talk about <clears throat> that's uh, that's for sure uh you know i hate to say it what's officially like cemented his shoes and somebody th- pushed him off the dock was our Ryder cup team doing good without him because honestly, like you want to talk about like obscurity, Patrick Reed is just kind of, uh, I know it hasn't been that long, but it's just like, whoa, talk about somebody who is like not even on the radar and we can't even measure altitude right now. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness. <clears throat> Anyways, not to, not to shoehorn the bastard in, but uh, caddy moment of the year. I have to, I have to give it up for the uh, Hideki's caddy at Augusta. That's pretty much, I'd say the reason why you put that point in there. Right. Or are you talking about me and my job? my jobby you know i was going to throw that to you if you had um i am gonna i have a couple of that I, I do want to mention of course hideki's caddy at uh at the masters bowing and what a, a sentimental uh, moment that was but uh yeah do you have any you know was it a a group of guys or gals or you know a, a returnee this year that uh you just you know you had a blast with like your caddying moment of the year yeah let's let's go with you your caddying moment of the year working um and in your caddy moment of the year when it comes to professional golf i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna backdoor you with another screwball here because dude i don't really remember the few things that i remember from caddying every year aren't the best or most favorite moment favorite moments it's just the weird i don't i'm not sure why some spaghetti sticks the wall and others doesn't but I'm going to it, it, gonna, uh, just to answer that. Sorry, just to get in quickly. It does depend how long you cook it, whether it sticks or not. Moving on, <clears throat> I'm going to. That was a that was a ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you a buckle here with another backdoor screwball. My favorite caddy moment of the year, and you could say it was professional because it was in Q school. Was a buddy of mine who caddies here. He actually totally i wouldn't say called out the rules officials or whatever but he totally saved his golfer from taking an out of bounds uh penalty type situation when he pointed out something uh, all of a sudden that everyone else was neglecting to point out in terms of how it was staked and uh 
yeah, uh, my boy Jaime Moreno. He caddies uh, with us at Man and uh, um, seasonally or part time or whatever if he's not busy caddying on a mini tour or something. But uh, yeah, I, I remember tweeting it and retweeting it uh, something about it saying like Bandon Caddy makes good or something like that. Uh, so that would um, yeah, I just I I've, I find it interesting that like if it gets to a point where it's like why would one of the caddies in the group be the one who knows what's going on? Like first and foremost, I'm sorry when it comes to the pros and the players. They're good. It, it it'd be like like everyone's refueling an F14 and there's a pilot and his co-pilot in the back or his Rio in the back seat. Sorry, I don't want to get it wrong. And then there's like a bunch of guys working on the ground. It'd be like the guy holding the fuel nozzle, standing by the plane, actually correcting the pilot. He'd be like, uh, actually, sir, when you fly this way, you should be flying like this, and the and the fuel nozzle guy being right. It, it, it's the pilot should know the most about all the fucking shit going on with his aircraft and his equipment and blah, blah, blah. So, and I, I see it a lot with all these scratch and better golfers and competition. Like these guys, they like, they, they walk around on autopilot top speed, just like they know what's going on. They know all the rules. They know the situation. They've been doing a lot before. So for it to be like one caddy in the group, and it just so happens to be my boy, Jaime for him to be like, uh, no, 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 that's wrong. Cause the stakes are here and here, which means his ball is not out of bounds. And that's how that's actually happened to me before but in the other way around in a bad way in a tournament. So <clears throat> I, so that, that's my caddy moment. Jaime Moreno. That's, that's all I got. This is the part of the text I didn't read or I didn't get to. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, anything on, you know, the PGA or, or professional side caddy wise that you, you maybe stood oh. out to you in 2021. Um, no, but I did hear a really, well, I always, well, let me ask you this real quick. And it's a pretty quick question. It's, or it's, it's simple. It's no big deal. I see this question come up on Twitter all the time and I'm very ardent in my answer, but who's your favorite caddy on tour all time? Oh, I never thought of it. I mean, there's not, there's no more than eight or nine to really think about or choose from. Like I'll tell you mine right now to, to help you to help you spin around a bit, but I mean, or to help you start spinning the brain. But I'm a Steve Williams guy through and through. I was, I was gonna say Steve Williams too. Like not as like a he's not obviously a fan favorite just because he's so bristly. You know, he just he came Tiger, off. So what? He was Tiger's bodyguard. He was Tiger's yeah. enforcer. Like he yeah. and, and he was an Australian racer before he was even a pro mm-hmm. caddy. And he caddied for a and he caddied who, for Greg Norman and Ray Floyd. Yeah, a lot, a lot yeah, of guys like, like, and so, yeah, like he, 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 he'll be on tour if he wants to. If he isn't, I mean, oh, yeah, he, he won majors before. Yeah, he, he's been around the block. Um, I, I want to say fat fluff, just say fluff. He's not fat anymore. He looks like a chemo patient, honestly. I mean, except with, yeah, with I, the mustache on. I, just, I, mean, the I, I just liked him when he was with Tiger, he, he was fat fluff. He just he, he looked more of a character. I like that. I like fat fluff. You like Tiger's Tr- caddy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the two most like publicized caddies of all time, even though Steve Williams is a very private guy. <laughs> now, I, I guess that'll lead into my answer for caddy moment of the year. And, and honorable mention, obviously, to Hideki's. I, 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 I do want to throw that one as like runner-up in the major category. Um, but, you know, we had a few. We had... Uh, Tim Tucker, obviously, uh, uh, maybe part ways. I don't want to say resign, but part ways with Bryson to start his company there in Bandit and return home. Um, but oh, he's not. It turns out Tim Tucker's in Colorado. He's not. He, he's not here. 
no. his, his business is going on. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, my caddy story of the year is the return of, of Bones McKay to Justin Thomas's bag full time. Um, yeah. I, I thought he was an excellent, excellent announcer with NBC Sports. Um, gave you a lot of great insight while he was working uh, on the ground, especially during the majors, Ryder Cup, things like that. So big loss, I think, for, for the golf fans and the viewers at home. Um, but uh, yeah, I think him returning to Justin Thomas's bag, uh, you know, we didn't know a whole lot about it was it Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy, his uh, old caddy, you know, wasn't a, yeah. much of a personality really didn't say much, didn't have to. Um, but obviously everybody knows who bones is and, and, and how good he is and how um, I think he can really help Justin take it to the next level. So I'm excited to see what uh, his season looks like in 2022. So that's my mm-hmm. caddy moment of the year. Much like how Kit Mann mentioned on his latest podcast, he thinks Ricky Fowler is coming back this year. I really hope the same for Justin Thomas. I mean, because it's like nobody possesses the tools, but just has like been sitting there just like a race car at red, just revving his engine. I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what was your favorite moment of the year then, Smitty, of 2021? To be honest, I haven't put a thought about this, uh, this one at all. Um I really enjoyed the PNC. I love. I liked any, everything about it, even though it was just a two-day silly season father-son tournament. But I mean, there was a lot, a lot going on there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it's it's got to be multiple moments into one. You know, you don't want to label, a, you know, a traumatic accident as a favorite moment of the year. Um, but I would say, you know, biggest golf news story slash moment of the year is. I think when they when they had the helicopters up in the air and they're zooming in on that crash scene on that, I think it was like a, a Monday or a Wednesday afternoon at you know two o'clock Eastern time, ten Tuesday morning, like a ten eleven o'clock, um, you know West Coast time, and and when the story broke, you know the sports world kind of went, oh boy, you know what's what's going on here. You know, is he is he alive? You know, what kind of states he in? What kind of injuries? And it obviously has has sorted itself out since and gave us, you know, uh, obviously the the moments that we had last weekend at the PNC. Um, but yeah, favorite, so what you're saying is the accident was your favorite moment of the year. Um, That's what I'm hearing. I would say <laughs> I, I would just, yeah. flat out saying no. just say no it wasn't I mean come on it, it wasn't my favorite moment of the year but it was the biggest moment of the year in golf and, and I think that's, that's uh, a completely separate question you didn't put on your tw- your text though <laughs> I'm trying to pin you down here <laughs> um you'll never be able it's to do that um yeah I don't I don't I don't know um it, it's a good question to ask but at the end of the day, I, favorite moment of the year, I thought it was – I'm going to go with Hideki's caddy on this one. See, this I, is – yeah, because I was going to say Phil winning the PGA would have been, you know, my choice. But as was we already covered, like, you know, the major moments of the year, you know, and I didn't – I didn't have, in, 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 when it came to personal golf, I didn't have any aces this year. You know, I yeah. didn't have any like, – I didn't win any spectacular matches or anything like that. I did win 10 carryovers on, on one hole. Uh, that was pretty fun. But uh, – Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to go with Hideki's caddy. I think when they – because we didn't see it live, right? We kind of saw the back end of it, and they kind of went to, oh, hey, look at this. 
Um, and I thought it was so cool that it happened. And it was obviously very spontaneous and, and, and fitting. Um, so shout out, shout out. That was my moment of the year. Nice. So <clears throat> what, who, who do you think, well, I forget who they picked or whatever, but who was your player of the year in 2021? Um, it definitely not the PGA tour player of the year. Um, I, I have to go with John Rahm. I, I, that was Patrick Cantlay. Um, really? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I didn't, no wonder uh, I didn't hear Mr. Boring. I mean, ugh. yeah. I, you know, other than his singles performance on, on Sunday at the Ryder cup, losing to Scotty Scheffler um, and, and credit to Scotty. It's not like, like Rom lost that match. Scotty went out and won it. Um, but just from wire to wire, start to finish, the, the number of top tens, top fives, you know, being in contention. John Rom was there all year. And even though he only had one win, right? That's shocking. He only had one win. Um, well, he would have well, two if it wasn't for the COVID situation, which he bounced right back from and won the U.S. Open. Yeah. And, and not saying he he wouldn't have done the same thing at, in Tokyo at the Olympics, but had to withdraw due to COVID again. But uh, yeah, my, my player of the year, and this one was tight between Nelly Korda and, and the performances she had um, this year throughout. But uh, yeah, I'd have to go with John Rom for this one. That was my second choice, but my first is my golden boy, Morikawa winning his first open championship he's ever seen because he's that damn good. And uh <sighs> I mean, yeah, enough said. My players, uh, Morikawa, I mean, there are a lot of good guys won a major this year, but Hideki, that's all he did. Phil, that's all he did. And I hate to say it, I mean, in my heart of hearts, Rom, that's all he did too. If you want to just take it for one sentence and one spoonful, that's pretty much, like you said, his one victory, which it was that's pretty incredible. That's all it was. Fact of the matter is, that's all it was. And there were three other one-time major winners this year. So ultimately I got to go with Morikawa in just terms of like how I like where his career is at overall. I'm pretty sure didn't he went on tour also this year, like once or twice more other than just the, the open championship, I think. Yeah. I, I, he, I he won uh, he, him so much and talk about him. He, he won the WGC down at um, concession. Um I, I believe he won one more as well, but uh, yeah, a banner year for, for Colin, for sure. And then he got engaged at the end of the year and then immediately blew like a five shot lead. Oh, that was, it wasn't instantly when that happened. Like he, he didn't, he got engaged like in between the tournaments. And then I remember like his first three rounds, I'm like, Hey everyone, look at this. And then he fell apart. I mean, that's come on. He only, only 10% of his golf. He played bad. It was just the wrong time to play bad golf. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely so let's see here um no no all right we'll just wrap up your text that you sent me here with uh you said <laughs> good grammar um of course looking forward to 2022 is that a course i'm looking forward to in 2020 or what am i looking forward to what no, is what that's is, just uh Moving on to our, our 2022 season, I know you put a, a poll out there and a, and a few questions that we have to answer, a lot revolving around next year. Um, 
So more or less, uh, maybe a preview. What What's on our wish list for 2022 there, Jerry? What, what's on your New Year's resolution golf-wise for 2022? Uh, Is it getting new pants, new rain pants for work in 2022? Well, fuck you. I'm, I'm, having, I'm having visions of like my bag could be like long gone because if they said it's been a couple of days and they don't know where my bag is, it's like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know where it is just assuming where it is. What are you telling me where you don't know maybe, where it is? Maybe a, maybe equipment story of the year for 2022, if which airline was it? United. If United Airlines ends up losing Jerry's luggage, maybe the golf story equipment-wise of the year is Jerry's full bag fitting. Maybe we can take some wagers on what clubs Jerry will be playing in 2022. I already have a backup set, dude. I mean, it's... <laughs> Still, you got to get your insurance money out of it. Is that even a thing? Yeah. Probably I've never had the airline lose any of my shit ever. And I've flown a lot. So, I mean, this is, that's why this is new to me. And I'm just like, oh, and it's my, and, and, and I got my quarters, two quarter zips in there. I liked in my, in my G4 shoes and son of a gun and my one of a kind putter head cover. A lot going on there. We'll, yeah. we'll, they'll find them. They'll find them. I'm sure they will. I, I mean, I've, I used to work for United for Christ's sakes. It's just I work in a much different atmosphere where I could see how bags could get lost or left behind or whatever. But I know my bag didn't make it to North Bend. Otherwise, I'd have it. But uh, at the same time, it's like, well, I've only went to one or two places. But but check. And one of those doors opens up in the back and it'd be right there. I mean, that's that's how it goes. So The The way she goes, Bub, sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't go. Um... I guess uh, I would like to see somebody win more than one major this year, like have a two-time, a two, a two-major winner in this calendar year. And I'm still sticking with my gun, saying it's going to be Kyle Morikawa. I mean, th- that's the next th- for his next trick. That's what it's going to be. He's going to. Uh, I mean, that's that's about all he can do unless he just keeps winning a major a year and he just keeps stomping around. But uh, and there's still a lot of other good golfers out there. Like we haven't even mentioned DJ. Or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to ditch off of this and go to my poll because I want to keep C Dub's question here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I tell you what. <clears throat> I'm going to say there, b- before before we go there. Looking forward to, to the 2022 major championships. Um, is there a venue or tournament that you're looking most forward to? Help me out. What are the venues? <laughs> um, there's uh, Augusta National, of course. Uh, the PGA mm-hmm. Championship in May is going to be at Southern Hills, which has been uh, restored restored slash renovated by by Gil Hans. Um, now, no, I you know did, you're talking about Gil Hans. It's Supply and Command. You know, it's not Rocket Appliances. Come on, can that's, you get your that's correct. You and, smart words. Come on, and. They did. I, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but they they hosted the Senior PGA Championship this year, in which uh, Mike Weir, near and dear to our hearts, was in contention. Oh, damn it! Um, no, you legitimately shoved him in there too. God damn it! And and it looked great. Um, now we have the return of the Country Club in Brookline, Mass, uh, for the U.S. Open in June, and the That's- Open Championship, 150th edition, is at the Old Course St. Andrews. George's no St. Andrews of course so I'm not gonna I'm not necessarily gonna have any predictions for the open championship per se 
I mean, the way I see it, it'd be like Colin Morikawa again because he won the last one. He's a great iron striker. So unless he like falls out of a, a lorry or or something like that, I don't know. Uh, uh, unless he's severely injured, I don't know what uh, what else to say. But um, Brookline, I I'm real fascinated about that course because I always know it from two things mostly. It's where Francis we met won his nineteen thirteen U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's 1913. God, I hope so. I, I talk about like I care about it or something. And then uh, and it's also where uh, America in the 99 Ryder Cup had a the stirring mm-hmm. Sunday comeback. That's Other correct. than that, I really don't know the track line to the, I mean, the, the track record or, or storyline in terms of like what majors it's hosted. I know it's a few clicks away on my phone here, but I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to yeah. play with that right now. But um, I like Southern Hills. Southern Hills can be really tricked up. Uh, what time of year is the PGA going to be played there? I mean, not the summertime. May, May. not not the sweltering August heat like uh, Tiger's last triumph there. Right in May. Well, also, and, well, and not and be damned. Uh, that was also the uh, course where in two thousand and one, yeah, two thousand and one, uh, mm-hmm. where Keith Goosen and uh, Mark Brooks had the eighteen old playoff. Well, Mark found out when he was changing his shoes and on his cell phone with his wife. That's when Stuart Sink was busy four putting out of, of an inevitable win, and then and then play off, and then nothing. And Retief Goosen three wiggled himself from three feet away to just slide his ass back into his own playoff, which went out in like scathing fashion and shot even par while, while Brooks shot like four over. I mean, typical pair of guys playing a U.S. Open eighteen holes again. So I, I hate to say it, I've never been a fan of the the eighteen hole. Like I like the playoff format for the U.S. Open, but it never turns out to be like a shootout like we want. I mean, it just never turns out, or at least in my lifetime. Other than few- Tiger and Rocco? Stop it. Going extra, Stop extra it. holes? Stop it. It don't, uh, but it, I hate to say it, but it's Rocco Mediate, though. Fair, fair. That's like, that's like saying like Michael Jordan and Austin Crozier had a hell of a game together, and then it went down to just like them going like at it one-on-one back and forth. It's like, No. Well, could you not that say that would be the same? They're going to love me. Could you not say that would be like the same as Francis Swimat versus Harry Varden and Ted Ray? Or yeah, well, there you go. Wait a minute. Now you see. Now you're trying to. There you go. Trying to confuse me again, dog. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> oh man, I'm just. Hey, I found out these beers. Uh, I'm having the Lagunitas that they have at the golf course then these suckers that are, looks like a massive can it's got the same diameter as like your regular can of uh, of um of uh of a uh, cerveza except it's 19.2 ounces so it's it's about this much t- like your regular can is, is about that what is that in in milliliters i don't know the writing's all tough tough to read here oh it's one pint 3.2 fluid ounces so nineteen point two ounces, yeah, um, and so um, five hundred and sixty-seven milliliters. Yes, and uh, I don't know what they charge at the golf course at the resort because this is all I get there. But at my uh, mini mart in town, they uh, charge them after ten cent deposit two sixty-nine. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And out of all the craft beers, it's the cheapest by a, by a couple quarters there. Anywho. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, Southern Hills, very much so. Uh, and I don't think it's just going to be another run-of-the-mill major. And uh, 
I don't want to say I'm looking forward to Brookline because part of me is like, I feel like that could be a tournament and a course I get really excited about and get really bummed out about very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to take something like Patrick Weed or more winning to get me all pumped up about it. Because don't get me wrong, everyone hates Patrick Reed. I don't care if he wins. Personally, I want the guy to win so he has a kick-ass resume when he retires so we can always bring him up like in conversations. Like, wouldn't it be great? Like, let's just pretend Gary Player was an obvious asshole like when he was like like when he was a golfer back in the day or whatever. Like, so we didn't have like we had Jack, Gary, and Arnie, but it's like, yeah, but none of those guys was the bad guy. I mean, Jack early Jack was a prick and early on he was fat, and that's about it. But ultimately, it's there wasn't really a bad guy. Sevi kind of acted like the bad guy a little bit and was international, but it's like there needs to be like God bless Roy Sabatini, but he doesn't have two or three majors in his resume. He doesn't have Jack Squat. Is it weird of me to get to wish that Patrick Reed has gets six or seven majors by the end of his career just so you can wedge him in the top 12 golfers debate all time, but b- burgeoning on the top 10 because you don't want to put him in there, but if he has six or more majors, well, holy shit, there's only eight guys that have that. <laughs> he he will go down as one of the top three golfers of all time. Patrick Reed? Golfers who are assholes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, did I omit that part in the first? No. Yeah, you, um, you, didn't even, you didn't even cut out. You didn't even hesitate. No, you, you, we got you, we got you on tape. <laughs> G- Gary, Gary, mark the tape. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Completely fine. I think he oh, could man. compete you're gonna, here. You're going to get, a, you're going to get like a phone call from your coworker B and he's like, Oh, listen, uh, our boss wants to talk to you. Uh, he heard what you said about Patrick. <laughs> you can't be calling people an asshole on your <laughs> podcast. Like it's dozens. Oh no, no, and dozens. But well, what, what, what I was saying was, he said, "You think you think Patrick Reed is uh, going to be a top three golfer all time? Um, uh, we don't need loan officers like you with our bank. So uh, pack your shit, <laughs> get out. <laughs> we don't trust your judgment here at AIG anymore." <laughs> getting getting back to the original question, I believe the major that we are most looking forward to. In 2022, I'm going to go off the beaten track here and say the Open Championship, not because it's the 150th edition. Two reasons. I believe it's Tiger's best bet to compete at a major in 2022. Ooh, good call. That's a good take. But more importantly, I am very, very interested to see how Bryson DeChambeau plays the old course in that you oftentimes have two fairways to choose from or multiple playing corridors. And with his distance, does he just decide to take it up alternate fairways on many occasions, depending on the pin and just basically give zero fucks in regards to how the hole is supposed to be played. And last but not least, does he like, what's his line on 17? Like, is it straight over top of the hotel, like the top of it? Or, like, it'll just be mind-blowing to it's, see him. Because he plays a draw, Bryson, right? Bryson, oh, see, now that was my next question. I was going to say, Bryson isn't an intentional shaper of the ball, is he? Which I would Wait. think, it's like, you can't you can't hit it that high, that far, and that good without it having some spy, side spin on it. And the side spin between a 350 drive and 280 drive is a big amount of... Uh, that's that, that's big. Yeah, so, so he... His club, his driver 
is designed and his preference is to miss toe side, which will make a draw, <laughs> meaning that, that on on the road hole, he needs to aim it farther right. Now, depending on wind conditions, obviously, and weather, I'm I'm just most interested to see how in the hell does he play that golf course. That's a you know that's another very good take or very good question really. I mean, if they as they've done in the past, uh, the the other fairway is out of bounds or not out of bounds, which they haven't done in the past. I mean, keep it that way. Sure, we're onto something there. That's actually yeah. very very astute, Smitty. Way to way to put way to put a little button on that. And I'm glad you mentioned St Andrews and you mentioned Tiger because tying into um, let's see, I. Yeah, I I, I, I I tweeted yesterday. If anyone has anything they want to talk about, um, I to hold on a second. Yeah, see, this is this is why I can't read and type and scroll scroll and look at new things. But here's uh, the tweet from my boy uh, Craig Ward. You can find him at C Dub. That's D U B C Dub Golf. I caddied for him. He's the one who's friends with uh, some biggest of wigs up at Callaway. He's the one who introduced me to Dr. Allen, the head of R&D for them for the this entire century, uh, blah, blah, blah. He lives in the Southern California area. I just got off a week vacation down there. Told him I was down there. I caddied. I double bagged for him and his old man, Bruce. Love you, Bruce. And um, we, uh, he told me if I was ever in the area to hit him up and me and the wife wound up playing 18 holes at La Costa with Craig, his father, Bruce, and Craig's son, Parker, who is, God, I don't know, like 10 or 11. He's been playing baseball. I asked him how long he's been playing baseball. He's like, oh, nine or 10 years. I'm like, okay, kid. But he's a, he's a first baseman and a lefty golfer. And he, when he swings, he connects. He's a pretty, pretty good. He, uh, he, when he gets through the ball, which he does about one every four times, one every five times, He's uh, he connects really well. So we played La Costa with uh, Craig and uh, his family, and it was a lovely time. It's the second time I've played the course. It's it's been in better shape, but I really there's something to these old I call them old fashioned courses where it's like I like the palm trees, I like the rolling some rolling hills, I like the bunkers. I don't mind if there's bunkers everywhere with all these shapes or whatever. They look like TV bunkers with all the clover leaves like tops and everything like that. But uh, Craig asked, and God bless him because. He was one of two people who tweeted me back when I tweeted this yesterday saying, give us something to talk about, golf Twitter fans, whether you listen to the show or not. One of them came from DMAC, and uh, DMAC, you're trying to kiss up to me by voting for Colin Morcow in my poll because that, you're proving that you don't listen to the show because you know if you listen to the show, I got my 64-degree wedge. So we're not going to talk about it, okay? That's it. <clears throat> Quit laughing, Smitty. <laughs> so it's only been brought up twice so far in tonight's episode, but... I didn't even, I wasn't, you know what? I wasn't even going to do it the first time. That was all you. But uh, Craig asked, uh, he asked, there's a few, he's got a few questions in here. And I'm just going to rapid fire through them because the first two are pertaining to me. He said, over under a number of aces you'll witness in 2022. Well, based off of the, all the aces I witnessed before, I'd say the easy over under would be 0. 0.5. I'll take the under. But uh, let's just go 1.5. I'll take the under because, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm due to see an ace. It's been a few years. Uh, will the new Bannon course south of town get approval? I assume it does. did. Otherwise, they wouldn't be announcing it like they did. But I don't know where. I've driven by there. I don't know where they're putting shovels in the ground. I don't know how long it's going to take. Does Tiger make a cut in 2022? Make a cut, Smitty. What do you think? I'd say he definitely does. You put, well, how many events do you think Tiger's going to play this year, this next year? 
I'd say eight to twelve. <clears throat> you you got to think he'd play. You got to think he'd play the majors. What? Let's say you you and I do an over under here for how many events he's going to play. You say eight to twelve. I'll hedge you a little bit, but I don't think he's playing ten or more tournaments this year. Do Do you think the over under is like nine point five then? If you'll If you'll allow it, and I take the under. Yeah, that's. I'd say okay. that's fair. You I got mean, the majors, like, you got the WGCs, yeah, and you got, you know, kind of his bread and butters, you know, Bay Hill, shit like that. Oh, now what do you want to wager on this? Because I hate to say it, dog, he's just another twisted knee away from two, like two Loganitas tall boys there. Two. Two. Does. Do you even have them in Canada? I think we do, because I thought, I think we've, I've seen them and I've never ordered them. And, I'm going sober January 1st, too, dog. <clears throat> or at least for a few months. I have to. Doctor's orders. Or at least that's my excuse. Um, last uh, nine and a half, I say he. I'm taking the under um, nine and a half on how many tournaments Tiger plays in this next year. I'd like, I'd put it on the board, but your, your damn Twitter, your Twitter handle here, it just won't leave. It just, at Smitty sucks, S-U-X. What is this? Jerry Bl- you spelled blows well. I spelled sucks wrong. Anyways, um, yeah, there's something wrong with my board in that I don't want to take that off. Uh, and then the last question here, which is, we'll tie into the poll that I put up, but uh, which major does Xander win? Uh, Craig is obviously a, a, a Xander Shoffley fan, which I find extremely piquant because ultimately looking at this little um, – Oops, no, no, no. Look at this little poll of mine. People weren't really understanding the joke I was making where I said, well, I said, who's going to win a major first? Now, I didn't say this first person's major. And I said, Patrick Cantley, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley. And then I threw in there as a, as a bonus, I said, Morikawa wins number three. Because that mm-hmm. was a little caveat that you and I had going as well. Because I had Hovland versus Cantley and Shoffley. You had Cantley and Shoffley. But moreover, I had Morikawa winning major number three before all those guys. I remember we hypothetically talked about weeks ago. So I am, Craig, appreciate your question if you're listening. Doubt you are. But I'm shocked to see Xander Shoffley is taking last place in my poll currently. Now, granted, I only put it up um, a few hours ago. And it's only got 56 votes. Victor Hovland, big lead at 45%. Patrick Cantlay was the early leader, I remember, before we had double-digit votes, and he's at 21% now. Shoffley's at 14. And Morikawa, my little wild card there, winning number three, is at 20% of the vote. So he's gotten one-fifth of the vote there. I mean, that's not for nothing. But granted, that's that's only a... F- Actually, the number of votes we have on here are probably the number of people listening, Smitty, to this podcast. 69? Dude, you know, I, I just... I was supposed to go do that ayahuasca trip in Panama and I chickened out at the last second, bro. Cause I'm not having it. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, who did you pick in that, uh, in that poll, by the way, did you vote? You didn't vote. I, did I, you? No, I did. I totally did. And I forget. I you just I forgot who? Yeah. Now I need to go back and find the freaking. You better have said Cantley or Shoffley because it's pretty much I, <laughs> otherwise. I, I, your. I said, I said Shoffley. Okay, good. Well, good for you. Good for you. Even though you're in the uh, somehow I'm in the minority. I'm, I'm in the minority. Yes. 
Cantley, 21%. Shoffley, 14%. Excuse me. I mean, Kent, Patrick Cantley is 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 just about to nudge Ricky Fowler off the best player without a major off the top of the podium just because he's like, uh, I'm getting the top of the podium custom molded to my ass because that's probably where it's going to belong. I mean, prove me wrong, Patrick Cantley, but I mean, my God, you're, you're as sensational as a NASCAR driver. Like, we never see your face. We don't know your personality. Well, we see your face, and you're a nice enough, cool enough dude, I guess, but I mean, come on. I, I want to see my golfers like Michael Jordan play basketball. I want to see some killers out there. Didn't we like Tiger Woods? I mean, to a certain extent, Phil Mickelson's a fucking killer to a, to a, a very, very specifically different degree. But I mean, he knows how to close in on his prey. Like he is, he's an elite level professional at what he does. I'm talking about Phil. I mean, because Tiger's obvious, <laughs> but uh, no, I just don't see that with Cantley. It's just kind of like, where it's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, if Brant Snedeker wins a major, I mean, congrats. I mean, hell, if Patrick Reed only sticks around with one major, then he gets lost to obscurity, dude. Oh, think about that. Like, let's just pretend we never see him again uh, ever play because he just sucks from here on out and nobody likes him. Like Patrick Reed is going to be forgotten in two years. Oh man. Oh, Woo. lost to the annals of time. One more major than Rory Sabatini. Anyways, thank you. C-Dub. Um, but uh, so since you picked Xander Shoffley, I th and you show me the proof. Well, I think uh, Smitty, you can best answer the question: If he were to win major number one this year, which one will it be? And don't cop out and say St. Andrews because honestly, out of all those courses, I think that's the biggest crapshoot to pick a winner, in my opinion. Save yeah. for your tiger, save for your tiger feelers. I think those link style courses are the toughest to really get a gauge on which which horses for that course you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying j j rock j rock baby j rock baby dude i just got into i got back into trailer park boys like two weeks ago it's all i'm fucking watching just like wall to wall i love it so much <laughs> i i would have to say uh j to the r to the o to the c sorry <laughs> It could happen to you because it happened to me. Um, <laughs> I would have to say uh, Xander's best shot at, at winning a major in his first uh, straight out of the gate, Augusta. That that high kind of slingy, not like a sling dry, just that that high natural dry he has. It, it obviously sets up well for, for Augusta National. He, he's had great finishes there over the last three years. Um, I, I just kind of, I love seeing him at the Ryder cup, how he was just kind of that. He almost reminded me of like Kevin Kisner light, like had, had the stogie going, had the beer going, didn't say a whole lot, but whoa, it was whoa, just wait, like, wait. hold on. I'm sorry. I feel like I blacked out. You think Shoffley's like Kevin Kisner light, like personality wise, where he's like, I know I can do it. Like, just leave me alone. Like, I'm cool as shit. Don't look at me. But I'm gonna fucking hit. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the shit out of my golf ball, and I'm just gonna play golf, win some stuff. Don't care if I don't. Don't care if I do. Goes and wins a gold medal. I, I think he's driven behind the scenes, but on the surface, he kind of acts like he doesn't care, and that's kind of that Kisner attitude I'm thinking of. Um, okay. I I, I mean, I, I hate to say, I look at I, Kisner. I look at Kisner as an everyman, and I look at Shoffley as like he's one of those guys. Like, I'm sitting at a bar, 
I got Xander Shoffley next to me and Kevin Kisner next to me. Neither one of them are pro golfers, but I ask each one of them, what do you do for a living? One drives a forklift and one's a fighter pilot. Who do you mm-hmm. think is who? Okay. I mean, that's, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're, you said personality wise, which is the only thing I can agree with you on there. Because, and I'm not saying Kisner's the older man or been around longer, but I hate to say it. I think in every single conceivable golf way, I think Xander Shoffley is the far better golfer than Kevin Kisner. Sorry, mm-hmm. Kevin. I like you an awful lot, but take it for what it is. Hell, I like Jim Furyk a lot too, but he can't hit the ball for crap anymore. I mean, he just can't. Mm-hmm. Things some people just some bad comparison. I'm just saying, Lauren Roberts when he was in his late 40s, he could put his ass off, but he could not drive the ball over 250 yards. Sorry, Lauren, I, I didn't make fun of him for it, but it just fact is, fact is. I mean, mm-hmm. Kisner really the only thing he has going for him is he's he's like Mighty Mouse. I mean, he's scraptacular. Because he's not the longest on tour, he's not the most accurate on tour, he's not the best in anything on tour. But when he plays good, that means it's when he's scrapping his ass off. Like I don't think Kevin Kisner ever ever had any lighted up. Like he was just like seeing it. the hole look like a bathtub. He was every flag he was just firing for, and it worked for him. I mean, I hate to say this, Kevin Kisner strikes me as that guy who probably had his best round aggregate to par. I could be wrong. It's probably like sixty seven, but he's probably done it like fifty times. I mean, mm. it's just one of those things where it's just like he doesn't strike me as a guy who every single golfer has that. And I know they have much more gears than you and I, but just for their sake, I'm going to call it that second gear where everyone has that 63 lurking in the tank. And so long as you make the cut and you shoot that 63, you win. You shoot the 63 before the cut, you're making the cut. But so long as you have that, like Tommy Fleetwood knows better than anyone else. But I mean, because he's got the most 63 missiles chambered up in his silos, just ready to fire. But ultimately, every gol- every single golfer I can think of, even your Brant Snedekers, the, all the, even your Matt Kuchers, God forbid, there's a lot of guys who have a 63 lurking around out there. And I hate to say it for Kevin Kisner, I think he is like in the Pluto orbit where he's just that far enough away that it's just, it just is. He'll give you four 67s in a row. Sure. That'll be 20 under or 16 under for a lot of tournaments. Hopefully that'll win. But ultimately I'm sorry, Kevin, I like, I, I don't know why this turned into a Kevin bash test. So you shouldn't have brought him up, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, when, when, when comparing Kevin Kisner to Xander Shoffley, I, I look at Xander obviously as one of those guys where it's like, oh, it's not a matter of, I think we've said it before, it's not a matter of when he's going to win his first major, but it's also going to be how many is he going to win. And mm-hmm. I have him pegged for about two or three, very simply. I mean, I think that's n- nothing short of like like a very Greg Norman-esque career where it's just like, oh, he's probably going to go like two for five with like two wins and three heartbreakers or something like that. But ultimately, or, or he could have a career like Rory where it's like, well, he had four, could have had eight, but he had four. I mean, mm-hmm. where's Rory at? I mean, hell, and Brooks Kepka has four, and he's like Brooks Kepka is not even halfway through his career. I don't think. I mean, they're just giving away majors like Oprah. You get a major, you get a major, you get a major, you have four majors. Really? (laughs) So you, so you think Xander will win at Augusta? I, I think that's pretty good because it's going to take me a second to look up here, but he's got a pretty good track record at Augusta, if I'm not wrong. I mean. He hasn't You're played there wrong. much, but he's um, and it won't take me long to get through his Wikipedia page because he's young and hasn't done that much. But his results in major championships, yeah, he's been in the Masters four times. He had a T fifty, T second, T seventeen, T three. So in his four Masters appearances, he's got two top threes. <laughs> he's made the cut every time. 
Um, man, he's 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 got a little man. It, it's so funny to regard him as I don't want to give him veteran status, but it's like he's been around the block only four years per se, and and he's not not saying he's not accomplished, but I don't want to say that word because he hasn't won a major yet. But it's like he's right there for Christ's sakes. I mean, so he's he's missed the cut twice in majors. Yes. He has top both ten, the, both the same major, by the yeah. way. <laughs> in in turn in majors that he has made the cut, he's finished in the top ten more times than he's finished out of the top ten. That's crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's a very crazy. good way to put it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also one more. Well, since while I'm here, uh, oh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I just now looked up Victor Hovland's results in major championships. Not too Not good. good, eh? I think Not I'm actually going to get off this guy's bandwagon like completely now. Like as opposed to him just losing me money, he's he was the low amateur in the U.S. Open and Masters. Bravo! But he hasn't had a. I mean, he's made the cuts in all the tournaments he played in, except that U.S. Open that he withdrew from because of sand in his eye. But he's got two top 15s, and that's it. Now, I would like to kind of clean slate his career Three from here on out. Low amateur round. I, I would like to clean slate his major career from here on out, only because I think now that he's kind of figured out chipping at a somewhat, you know, I, I don't want to say elite level because I think elite short game on the PGA Tour is reserved for those top 10, 15 guys, but elite in, in terms of actual golf proficiency which obviously he is because he plays on the pga tour um obviously majors are more stringent difficult tests so you're going to miss the green more often thus have to chip more often than say the 3m open in milwaukee or minnesota wherever they play right yeah therefore yeah. now that he's got some newfound kind of confidence and, and proficiency with his short game i could see that track record improving so i'm not counting him out but that being said, he's going he's gonna to need to, for him to win his first, he's going to have to do something like Hideki did at the Masters, right? Which was beat the shit out of the golf ball and not even need a short game because I've hit it so damn well all week. That's yeah, that's true. Need. <clears throat> and and that's, that's how a lot of guys win. If they win their one major, they're going to do it that way, right? It's going to be that yeah. week. Sean McKeel, you know, Todd Hamilton doing his thing. It's just one of those weeks where I'm 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 blacked out. I'm unbeatable. It is oh, what Rich it is. Beam. Rich Beam, <laughs> Darren Clark at the British Open that year, like lights out. Well, but the, Darren Clark, I hate to say, it goes in that category. One major winner, one time major winners that like Freddie Couples belongs in, where where it's just kind of yeah. like, oh wait a second, this guy was that good, but only won one major. I mean, it's Tom Kite. Let's, I mean, let's, uh, let's let's be honest, and that's what I was I was trying to say earlier with my Oprah comment is that majors are hard to win. They don't give them away. You don't right. eventually get one for signing up for fifty in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are earned, and they are not easy to come by. So it, it'll be interesting to see out of those four that use that are in our poll: Cantlay, Javi, Shoffley, and Morikawa winning his third. Who gets the next one out of them? And uh, I, you know, this is a double whammy. I'm glad we're recording this and wrapping this up. Maybe I should just hit stop because so people don't uh, hear this ever. But double whammy, you could be 
You are correct, sir. And Xander Shoffley is probably the correct answer on this poll because I just glanced at Patrick Kentley's numbers. And when it comes to the majors, he ain't trending. Like he's been cut from three majors in his career. Two of them were last year or this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, he had, he, he had a le- an 11 tournament streak between cuts, but I mean, then he was cut two more tournaments, then cut again. I mean, uh, uh. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's trending. Like, I can't figure Pat, Patrick can't lay out. I don't think anybody can. That's what makes him dangerous. Like Jason Statham in every movie that he's ever been in. Is that is that your Jason Statham impersonation? Is it a really deep, sexy voice? No, you sound like Batman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or it sounds like someone trying to do Batman. <laughs> Sometimes no, like Jason you Statham, Jason Statham has that like uh he's got kind of that that little bit of grainy grainy British uh thing, you know what I mean? Like a British gangster. Right. right. <laughs> meanwhile you do it way better than I do. Meanwhile, Colin Morikawa's been in uh Played in eight majors, and he has uh, been cutting one of them. He has won two of them, and he has a T four and a T eight. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about uh, you know, hitting your targets? <laughs> yep. That is impressive. And all his and his majors were uh, two stroke victories as well. So it wasn't like it was uh, anything skin of the teeth ish, so to speak. So <clears throat> uh, that was shoot. I got nothing else to talk about here, Smitty. I mean. We, uh, we tried to talk mostly about this year. We didn't have golf uh, over the holiday uh, uh, weekend there, so there was no golf to cover. Um, no real baseball news. I heard I heard somebody signed with the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, Bellinger got a one-year deal, and I was just like, well, does that mean the lockout's over? And somebody said it's not. But uh, Yeah, that's right. The, the labor strike's kind of holding up a lot of uh... – I should say labor strike, but the the lack of a labor deal has obviously postponed a, a lot of the um, goddamn free agent signings. <laughs> like, holy! Are you, Jesus, you almost pulled the eject seat way too early on that one, Maverick. <laughs> like, you, I was gonna woof. say yes. This winter, we we yeah, woof. <laughs> we miss winter meetings. Okay, relax. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Oh my stars! Oh goodness! Oh, oh, um, yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a mess too. Um, I got a hockey question for you though, and uh, this might come off as stupid, but this is why I ask these questions because um, you know I'm learning. But um, it's kind of a multi-part question, so let me ask and let me start with this. And this is probably the dumbest part, and it'll answer most uh, once you answer it. But uh. Are there lefty and righty hockey sticks out there? Because I know I've seen some hockey sticks and they look curved. Yes, yes, there definitely is. Um, lefty, so the majority of, of hockey players are left-handed. Um, but yes, there's definitely left and right-handed. And curves are very specialized. So I know that much, yeah. Yeah, I would say. No, wait, so wait, when you say most hockey players they play left-handed, is it yes. the same as like if we were to golf left-handed? So 
like 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 usually right usually yes because because golf and hockey are very similar now i actually play golf right-handed but play hockey left-handed but, but, but okay i know what you mean you're not that's not confusing or anything and, and you haven't lost me which means most hockey players play with their left hand low on the stick and their right hand up high like that is the majority of them correct is that what you're saying yes that's correct so okay. they would they would technically so there is the canadian golf market is a little interesting in that there are a higher percentage of lefty golfers in canada i believe than anywhere else in the world because because of the number of left-handed hockey players yeah but wait a minute though i've always thought though we, we got it backwards if I always felt if I'm a right-handed dominant, right hand's my strong hand. I know that on the that's where it generates all my speed and whatnot, but that's also where I lose my control. And when I get back to needing to swing better, I always just take my left hand and do one-handed swings and be like, that's all you need to think about. That's all you need to think about. Oh my so, God, so why are you golfing left-handed because I'm right-hand dominant and that's where so, my strength needs to be. So the difference in, in hockey is that it, because in golf, your hands are so close together or, or together, yeah, they kind of they kind of act as one, right? Like obviously you can change your grip style to make one hand stronger than the other. So like a, a strong right hand grip, you're probably going to shut the face down, right? Like those things happen. Yeah. Now yeah, in hockey, I, I've lived with a shut grip for twenty years or in, strong grip. For years. In hockey, your hands are apart, right? And your top yeah. hand. So for me, my right hand yeah. is the dominant hand, and the bottom yeah. hand freely moves up and down the shaft and you don't have to do that motion because it makes it and i know why it's and, and the and the top <laughs> hand does all the work so it controls the club hand like the the face or the the blade of the stick it, really so, oh okay. yeah so so when you stick handle you're doing all your work basically with the top hand closing and opening the blade because as you stick handle you're opening and closing the okay. face of the golf club so like so said, think of so think of if you, so try this next time you're uh, on a tightly mown fairway area, um, put a golf ball on the ground and take your top hand and then just try to try to like snake the ball along the ground. What you'll find is that obviously with the, the bottom of the club, like you can't just you can keep it straight, and just push it. Sure. But in order to control the ball, you have to you have to stick handle it. Right. And to do that, you're twisting your top hand. So your top hand is all your control in hockey and your bottom is where the power comes from. But because they're separated, your top hand's doing, you know, oh. 90% of the control work. Yeah. Well, okay. That, that makes sense. I guess, I guess I never thought of it that way. So yeah. thank you. Steve. Much appreciated. Welcome. Are you going to be doing anything nuts for new year's? You got any resolutions? So, I mean, what what do you what do you want in twenty twenty two to happen in the world of golf and Smitty or the world of Canada and Oak Island? Are they going to find the treasure? Tune in next week. Um, no, I I, I don't have I any resolutions. What about. I I I'm not a resolution guy. I I'm not a a guy that uh, you know writes down goals and things like that. Um, now that being said, I, I do have some very specific golf goals that I, I do keep to myself. I don't put them out in the sphere of the world. I don't put them out there. Um, I like to stay internally motivated, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I, that being said, I, I am looking, I, I always 
would love to win my club championship. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're still going through, you know, two years later, uh, we're still going through COVID. I would like, um, my, my new year's wish is to have a full golf season that is not interrupted by COVID. The last two, one got off to a very slow start, was delayed in 2020. 2021 was, it started and then it halted due to lockdowns and then continued again. I would just love a year of no interruptions, especially in our shortened golf season. <clears throat> That's true. You do have a short golf season. And, uh, well, we don't hear, but there is snow on the ground right now. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Well, that's about 10 minutes longer than a podcast should be. Thanks for chatting with you, Smitty. It's, uh, it's been uh, compelling and rich. <clears throat> Where can... Uh... Thank you. <laughs> smells like rich mahogany over here. It's my new desk. It's my new desk. Mahogany. See, you, you just can't get the grip. That, that you can't tell the size of it unless you're live. It's great. I can't go off with it, though. Um, Smitty, where can the folks find you at if you want them to find you somewhere? And don't say that Scottish pay toilet again, because that that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. The, the third stall on the right-hand side between hours of 8 and 11. Tap two if you think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> they can find me on the Twitter machine at Bomb Squad, Matt. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I'm at Jerry Lou Looper. And if you're listening to this somehow and you if you're one of our very few listeners who is heading to Bannon Dunes and has not hired me as a caddy, hire me, please. I need the money. I'm desperate. I'm down to, I'm down to paying for beers out of quarters in my truck now. Cause it's been a rough end of the year. So Jerry needs to eat anyways. Thanks for chatting with me. But thanks for chatting with me, Smitty. And uh, yeah, I should go drink more beer. God bless you. Anytime, God bless. Anytime, bud. And God bless the year 2021. Bob's white bitches. We'll see you next year.